Why is it like this? I don't fucking know. Why is it ever like this? It's always fucking something weird and crazy. Because where's the uh, fun if it would if it wasn't? Truly. You know. Right. We gotta spice up these conversations a little bit, make it interesting to the listener. Do we? No. Okay. Yeah. We just do it. They obviously some appreciate it. Yeah, uh, some of them are also psychopaths, so I don't know what that says about... Who uh, could you possibly be referring to? <laughs> do you think? Do you guys, by Justin, any chance, right? you like uh, pickleball? What? Uh, I have never played. Never. Actually, I had never heard of it until about a month ago. I don't know what happened is. a month ago. Uh, they were talking about it, or actually maybe it was like two or three months ago. I don't know. Uh, but they were talking about it at like uh, at one of our HOA meetings about like we were talking about things that we could potentially do with our um, uh, stuff. I don't. I'm know just how to more use excited words. for the pickleball revolution. Will it be televised? It will not be. What mm. the fuck is that? <laughs> question i don't know what this is oh god um i'll tell you what it is listening to Hunting Pixels, the one and only official video game podcast of Culture Bop. Oh, if you are listening, you already know that you are in for something. I don't know what that something is, but you're in for it. Right now, I'm telling you. Telling you. Uh, Yep, we are here doing an episode uh, and our brains are fried and it is just two weeks from game of the year starting so hey we've got a bunch of things to do sort of kind of things uh anyway hey hey how are you i we've got a show today literally uh, just rebooted mid-sentence yep <laughs> mid-sentence uh and and things are happening and we're doing things and things are good and um, I am, of course, your host, the one and only Bebop man, Josh McMullen. And I am joined, as almost always, by my two co-hosts, Dylan Real Freak Shit Martin and Austin Real Street Crip Stevens. What does that mean? On hood. Did I just oh say something God. that is going to offend someone somewhere Probably. in some way? Oh, can't be offended by the streets. Oh, Oh, you can. Oh, you can. Oh, how the fuck are you, stupid bastards? Whoa, I'm great. Slanging and gang banging. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, why are you the way that you fucking are? 
Because it needs uh, to do in a podcast with Jeff now. It, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's gone it's, significantly worse. It's, it's become... It's... I mean... I, I don't even... Jeff has really left his mark on him. I don't know what we're going to do. We're, we're going to have to fire Jeff. I mean, that's the only logical conclusion. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, so, so, Jeff, good, if you're though. listening, and I know that you are... Um, pack up your stuff. You're, done. You're getting a promotion. <laughs> and an HR rep. And, the, and oh, an man. HR rep. He would kill it as HR. Oh, no. <laughs> well, he would kill something. That's for sure. Yeah, all the blood. <laughs> okay. On, I uh, think that's where we should stop with that. There are things that are being said, and they are going to get us in trouble. So I'm going to segue into other things, such as, how the fuck are you, Austin? <laughs> I'm doing great, dude. I'm still doing here. just fine. The, okay, so I, I have a legitimate question uh, for Dylan. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you bought, well, you, you bought your PC, it was built for you, didn't you? Yeah, was, that a, was that the question? Yeah, I was gonna ask you. Well, I was I was gonna ask you something else, and then I realized that I remembered that you got yours. Was it through Origin? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. It's the only way I could get my hands on a thirty eighty during that boom. Yeah. Okay. Well, damn it all to hell. Uh. All right. Okay, sorry. I was going to ask you about uh, your hard drive, but I realized that uh, since you had it pre-built, you probably picked one out that was going to like last you for a while in, in the first place. I made the dumb decision because I was trying to build mine as quickly as possible and with as little money as possible. I made a bad decision up front and made or took a um, 250 gig hard drive. Um, yeah, so occasionally, uh, I just run out of space. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a thing that happens. You can put Warzone on that bitch and like, that's it. Nothing else. Literally. I, don't even, I mean, that's it. I don't even know. That that's the one that you Warzone. edit on? Uh, well, sort of. I mean, I have, I have two different, or, or th- I have technically three different, um, uh, SSDs. Well, oh, okay. no, I, ha- I have two SSDs and I have one uh, external hard drive. And all of the external, or like the external hard drive is to use for all of the files that I am going to um, like. Uh, what's, the, what's the word that I'm going to be looking for? Um. I don't, I don't really know how to describe it, to be honest with you. Uh, all the files that I use for the editing process, whether it be through... Um, for videos or the podcast, all the files go to my um, my external hard drive, and then I just kind of boot them in and then uh, use the, the SSDs for the editing portion of things. Um, so it's faster, and then eventually it gets to a point where, like... I move it over to the slower external hard drive. But when I was building it, 
I got the 250 because I was like, this is the the cheapest thing. This is what'll get me in, and I'll be whatever. But because it's only 250, and I, I also have games downloaded and stuff like that, like I'm currently sitting at 30 gigs of free space on my 250 gig hard drive, which is um, a little uh, not good. <laughs> would be the word I would use to describe that. But, hey, it is what it is. Be what it be. Yeah. Oh, anyway. Uh, PC talk aside, what what, what have uh, what, what have you boys been up to? What, what, what is, what's going on with the two of you? There's lots of anime. What else? True. And what True else stories. would it be? You know, I I honestly don't really know, Austin, to be honest with you. I really don't. <laughs> <sighs> okay, well... I said something to him last night about the anime that I recently started, which, by the way, I'm going to suspend that, Austin, because I read that it just goes to shit in season two, so I'm not wasting my time. Uh-oh. But it does. The Promised Neverland? Yep. I really want to watch that. Or, or not watch that. I really want to read that. Yep. So that's why I think I might go because I saw it was on the Shonen app that Austin told us about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, think what was Promise Neverland one of the ones that got too far ahead of the manga and then just kind of did its own thing? I think so. I think that that's what happened. That sounds like what would happen. Whatever happens. Last night I told Austin I was like, "Hey, I started an anime today." He got really excited. He's like, "Would you start?" And I was like, The Promised Neverland. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's a good one. And I'm like, Austin, how do you just know everything? He was (laughs) like, anime is my life. That's all I do. And it's like, that's all he had to say. And it's true. That's all he does. It is, truly. I just thought I'd pick some obscure shit. First off, clearly not a thing, because you knew exactly what I was talking about, which is (laughs) slightly terrifying. Uh, So the only reason that I knew what that was because uh, I had actually wanted to read The Promised Neverland because I've heard that it's really, really excellent. And then there's a guy who I follow on YouTube called um, uh, Mother Spaceman. And he does a bunch of anime reviews and stuff like that. And he does one that's uh, every year is kind of like the worst anime of the year. And I think he also does them like quarterly where he's like, this is the worst anime of the summer. And... and blah 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 mm-hmm. and in one of them he talks specifically about the um what's the word that i'm looking for uh promise neverland and how it was like uh, a hugely uh disappointing um second season because it just uh you know like austin said i, I i'm relatively positive uh got too far ahead of him and or ahead of the manga and blah 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 blah. yeah it's really unfortunate because i got four episodes deep into it and i was digging it like it was genuinely scary at some points like shit had me on edge um Mm -hmm. and that hasn't happened before in like an anime i don't think so that was really almost felt invigorating like i had found something and then when austin didn't really have like you know the best reaction to me watching an anime and finding out it was that. And I was like, you know, if it was worth it, salt, he would have been excited for me. So after we <laughs> stopped playing last night, I went and researched it. And I was like, oh, wow. It turns to shit. 
like immediately but then i saw that the manga had i think it's finished so i could just read it oh it's not even that it got too far ahead apparently i i guess among the fans of the manga uh there's a, a really good arc that is i guess is like universally the best arc in the series and the anime for whatever reason just decided to completely skip it yeah it was not something about like character arcs and huge story points being completely left out and then the season two just being entirely rushed like it's 11 episodes i think as opposed to the 12 of the first season and apparently like it has some substantial content missing from it which just completely makes it fall on its face i wonder who made it uh that i don't know i'm looking for the studio cloverworks is the studio i don't i know i've heard that name but i'm not sure off the top of my head what what all they've done yeah at least one shitty anime. That's true. But oh. I was I was thoroughly enjoying it though. Um, <laughs> they did Persona Five. <laughs> <laughs> that explains it. <laughs> Austin's like, I know that's a shitty name for some reason. <laughs> that makes Lord. sense. As oh much as God. I love, uh, as much as I love Persona Five, the anime is really bad. <laughs> That is amazing. It's so bad. They also did Darling in the Franks, which is wild, because Darling in the Franks is super, super wonderful. Yeah. And Spy Family. That's I, I haven't watched too much of that one, but that's one that's been really popular. What? I was going to try that, too. They made that? Apparently. I mean, I've seen the first, probably, I don't know, maybe like the first handful of episodes, and I just, I got distracted, not because I didn't like it. It's very is good. It? Okay. I mean, at least that's hopeful. Yeah, I don't know what happened to the... I don't know, maybe they... I don't know what happened to the people that did all their bad animation, but uh, the animation's relatively good in Spy Family, so... Good. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, speaking of things that are relatively good, uh, I watched a movie that was available in theaters for exactly one week, and it's coming to Netflix later this month, because it was a Netflix original movie. Uh, I went and saw Glass Onion, the Knives Out sequel. Um, Have either of you seen Knives Out? No. I have. Okay. Uh, What did you think, Austin? Or not Austin, because you don't matter. Hey, hey, hey. Um, Why do you act offended? (laughs) Uh, Dylan, what, what what did you think of Knives Out? I just, it's the height thing, Austin. Like, I enjoy my height. That's all it is. <laughs> Other than that, I would love to be you. Um, okay. Knives Out that. was a really fun time. I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. I thought that I knew where the story was going, and I did not. Um, fucking love Daniel Craig. Love the character of Benoit Blanc. Um, Ana de Armas was beautiful in the movie, as always stole the show but until you started speaking about two minutes ago i had no idea i had a sequel (laughs) yeah so uh the movie came out in 2019 knives out and it did really really well it was made on a budget of 40 million dollars and made 312 million at the box office um and people really loved it it made tons of uh top 10 lists it was 
definitely within my top 10 for 2019. I'm not sure where I would put it, uh, but probably top, uh, probably top four or five for sure. Um, I really, really dug it. I really, really thought it was uh, really great. Um, but everybody else did too. It made a lot of money. And so uh, Ryan Johnson was like, I'm going to make more of these. I had a lot of fun making it. Uh, I, I want to do you know, more of this stuff. And so he started working on the script and everything for uh, the sequel. And Netflix stepped in and said... Uh, hey, we we want to do this. We want to we want to buy the rights to this, and um, so they uh, I believe they paid for the rights for two sequels. Um, it may have been more, but I know for I I know that there were at least two. Um, so there's at least one more of these coming. Uh, but this one is a standalone sequel. The only character that carries over is um what is the Benoit Blanc the uh, Daniel Craig character and um it takes place on a remote island and uh has a murder mystery thing wrapped up in it uh, as well um and I really really fucking dig this movie um it is a ton of fun like really really lots of fun very similar to the first uh knives out movie um i did not like it as much as the first one uh i think that the characters here are a little bit more uh almost cartoonish compared to the ones from Knives Out. Like, Knives Out, obviously, some of the characters, like, they were heightened in their writing, but, like, there was a, a sort of, like, human quality to all of them, like, in some way. Like, even... I, I, I mean, I would probably say that uh, Tony Collette's character and um, Don Johnson's character are very, very like almost over the top but written into their into their characters is a sort of like deep humanity to them i think and i didn't necessarily get that from the characters in this one um not that all of them are lacking that but like there is a i feel like a distinct lack of what made the first cast of characters special. Um, I also think that there's a, a little bit of a, like, almost... N Knives Out was not subtle about what it was about at all. It was about the haves and the have-nots, and very specific specifically, the rich white haves and the... Uh, Lower income, I, I mean, p poor would probably be the best word for it, um, and, and not white people. And, you know, how those two interact and how society really should operate where, uh, you know, the rich white haves that 
have literally not worked a day in their lives to you know uh, get their wealth should uh, maybe not have that wealth, and that wealth should be I don't know maybe redistributed to the people who who really fucking need it type thing, based on you know the fact that they are uh, good people. Um, so it was it's not subtle, right? But I feel like Glass Saint Onion is a even more kind of ham-fisted in what it's trying to say uh, with this one. And it works. I mean, it it, it does the, a very similar thing to what, you know, Knives Out did. It tells the story that it is trying to tell. Uh, and I, I, don't th- I, I don't think it's bad. I just think that I had expectations going into this that were a little more heightened because I liked the first movie so much. Um, And it just, it didn't manage to meet those expectations because my, my expectations were so, you know, um, heightened because of my, of, of the stuff that I like for the first movie. Uh, It's very entertaining I really do, even though I don't like the cast of characters as much, I do love the cast in this. There are some bits in here that are arguably the funniest shit that I have, I've watched in a movie all year. Like, Edward Norton is so absolutely fucking hysterical in this. And I kind of dislike Dave Bautista as kind of like, I don't know, like a person, I feel like he's very fake and everything I've ever seen him in interview wise, I just kind of like, uh, I don't think I fucking like you very much, but he is so goddamn funny in everything that he is in. And I really think that he is very very funny in this in particular. Like, this might be his best role. Um, yeah, I I really like this movie. I really like it a lot. It looks beautiful. It's fairly well written. Uh, there are, again, things that I probably have problems with because I was expecting them. But, I don't know. I I thought it was great. Uh, I would like to see the second one as soon as possible. I really, really think that um, uh, the movie is is just fantastic. So, yeah, good stuff. Um, oh yeah, so and it's coming to Netflix. And it's coming to Netflix uh, at the end of this month, December twenty third. Is there yeah. anywhere I can stream Knives Out? Um, mm, hang on, I will tell you. <laughs> IMTP and it is available for streaming on nothing, nothing at the moment. <laughs> Sick. Uh, you can rent it on Prime Video for four bucks. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Cool. All right, Dylan or Austin. Yeah, me. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. You- Okay, cool. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, yeah. Stone Ocean 
finale. <laughs> Netflix finally finished Stone Ocean. And it's kind of sad because uh, we don't really know if they're going to do anything else. Uh, <clears throat> I know that David Productions, the studio behind uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, has stated numerous times that as of right now, there are no plans to animate Part 7 and further because, quote unquote, uh, because Part 7 takes place mostly on horseback. They feel like a lot of the combat and fighting sequences would be really tough to animate with their usual budget, so they just don't feel like it's going to happen. I don't, I don't know about that. I don't know anything about animation, so I don't know if that makes sense or not. But all we can do is hope for the best. Um, I really, I enjoyed the finality of Stone Ocean. I waited to finish reading the last chapters until because I had a feeling they would probably knock it out this year. So I waited to read the last chapters until I, the last handful of chapters until I finished watching the anime. And it, I think in some aspects, like certain scenes, I think they did a really, really like knock out fucking job with the animation. But then there are other sequences that feel really rushed and not fully fleshed out the way that they should be. Um, basically the entire story of Stone Ocean is about, uh, Jolene Cujo, who is the, uh, daughter of Jotaro, who was the, the third, the third main Jojo in the series and her getting locked up and realizing that she's kind of thrown into part of a much bigger plan to go after the Joestar family, uh, by a priest of the prison named Father Pucci, who had a weird sexual relationship with Dio years prior that was never talked about until now. And he wants to obtain heaven, which they don't really explain what that is until the last couple of episodes. Um, he does manage to get what he needs to obtain that said heaven that Dio, I guess, so sweetly spoke to him about. And he ends up kind of resetting the entire universe. Uh, I, I, I'm not I, like it's really fucking weird. I guess his version of like an ideal world was he was going to accelerate time so much that the universe would start completely over. But now, having seen the previous universe, like he, his his stand would let people know what's about to happen to them. So, like, like everybody in the world would know when they're gonna die. Like, if you're gonna step outside and go to, like, you're going to work one day and you're gonna get in a car accident and kill you on the way to work, you'll know that. But there's no way to avoid it. It's gonna happen anyway, and there's nothing you can do about it. So, his idea of giving everybody happiness and making a perfect world was everybody facing their fate which uh, it doesn't really make a whole lot of fucking sense like that doesn't sound happy at all that kind of just sounds really terrifying um but they managed to stop him in the end just like every other jojo does and the world gets completely reset into an all-new universe with no stands there's no dio there's no joe star i mean there's a version of the joe star family but they're not, uh, they never went through any of the hardships that the previous did. And that's just kind of how Stone Ocean ends in a completely reset world with all the same characters that just look slightly different with different names. And you're, it's kind of just left to go from there. And that does transition into part seven with part seven being the start of an alternate universe that I don't even know. I, I'm assuming it's not going to be even the same universe we see at the end of part six. Um, but what, when I said earlier, some scenes felt rushed, I, I was kind of upset because, uh, in part four, we kind of, it, it shows it more in the manga than I feel like the anime does, but there are like very clear signs that Jotaro struggles with PTSD, uh, from his fight with Dio at the end of part three. And in the manga for part six, during the final altercation, uh, 
Father Pucci goes to throw like a mass amount of knives at Jolene in a very similar way to what Dio did to Jotaro at the end of part three. Tried to kill him by throwing like fucking 30, 40 plus knives all at once to try to stab him in vital points. And in the manga, you can kind of see Jotaro start to freak out as he's seeing Dio's reflection in the knives headed for his daughter. And so instead of going for the kill shot for Pucci that he 100% had, he's like, shit, I'm like, this is just like Dio. Like, I have to save my daughter. And the anime does, like, it shows the knives heading towards Jolene, but it, like, I feel like the whole uh, uh, couple of frames of seeing Dio's reflection in those knives, like, I feel like that was super important. And that just doesn't happen. They just completely, and it's just little shit like that. Like, there's little details that kind of help expand what's going on that, Netflix just kind of chose to, or David Productions just kind of chose to skip over. And I mean, I get it. They were probably just ready to animate this shit and get it over with. But I don't know. Uh, It was nice, though. In the end, you you see a shot. You get a shot of all of these characters meeting up again in, in an alternate universe, having no recollection of each other or the journeys they went through. And then the classic uh, roundabout by the band Yes starts to play in the background. And that's something that JoJo fans haven't gotten since uh, the animations of part one and two. And you get this really pretty silhouette of or colored silhouettes of all the previous JoJo's and all their companions and villains. And it was a nice way to round off this universe. We'll see if they do more. I hope so. Yeah. Josh, you should catch up on JoJo. You should finish it. Yeah, I know. There's just there's so much other stuff that's like. In How far my have you way. gotten? You've watched up to part four, right? No, 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 no. Really? Watched... I thought you've seen part four. No, I I've read the manga. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I've read up to part. Fuck. Let's see. Hang on, let me find. Because I forget which is which. Like Jojo Lean is part seven, right? Or is that jo- Steel Ball Jolene Run? Jolene is part six. Okay, and then Steel Ball Run is part seven. Yeah. Okay, so I've read through part five, I believe. Oh, okay. Yep. I haven't uh, read any of Joe Jolene, um, and I have. I definitely haven't read Steel Ball Run. Um, I need to read Steel Ball Run. That's probably what I'm going to do next. Yeah. Uh, so, but I've watched through, I think all of season one and I think I've started season two. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I just, I, I never, uh, or I should say part two, not season, because I think technically, like, um, part three is broken up into, like, three seasons or something. I, I don't really know. I, season one is uh, part one and two. Oh, okay. And okay. then it's offset from there, because season two is part three and so on and so forth. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So yeah, um, I have not watched anything past uh, season one then, because I got through I got through the the stuff that was Phantom Blood, mm-hmm. uh, but I have not watched anything that involved uh, Battle Tendency or Stardust Crusaders. Oof! Stardust yeah. Crusaders is super wonderfully animated. Dylan, why haven't you started JoJo yet? What's stopping you? Um, the art style is very off-putting. Really? Really? I love the art style. Yeah, That's like, like what it. most people's like big draw to JoJo is the art style. Yeah, so very off-putting huh. to me. Wow. I mean, I guess I can see that. 
Yeah, I, I totally, I, I understand. It is definitely strange, or dare I say, bizarre. I hate that. <laughs> You'd probably hate it more to know that they say bizarre at least once an episode. Wow. I also do. So the first time, this is a kind of like funny side story. Uh, the first time that I ever watched JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, um, I was at my friend Zach's house and he was showing me clips of it. And we were both really, really drunk. And really, the only thing I remember from that night uh, was that we we got so hammered that we were like, "Yeah, we should we should just watch this." Because he thought it was hysterical, and then we started actually watching the anime. And the the funny part that I remember distinctly was at one point we just started yelling back and forth at each other, going, "Jojo!" And that's the only thing I remember from my was first that, experience watching it. Was that from, um, uh, there's a scene in, in part one where Dio is like climbing a wall with his feet <laughs> and he makes this very like gross, like guttural screech while saying Jojo. And it's one of the most hilarious fucking things that the broken that English in Jojo is incredibly funny. Oh, it is very, very funny. And I feel like they have to be doing this shit on purpose. Yeah. I, I don't remember what it was, but I, I do remember just us screaming that back and forth at one another. It was so <laughs> fucking funny. Uh, I love that. But yeah. So, fun times, fun times. Um, Dylan, do you want to go next, or do you want me to talk about my second thing? <clears throat> no, I can go. Okay. Um... I watched a movie last night called All Quiet on the Western Front. That's the new Netflix movie, right? It is. Or not new, but new-ish. It is new. I mean, I think it came out within the past couple of months. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's a German film that's distributed by Netflix. Um, I think this is the first German film I think I've ever seen. Um, Hmm. Which, that was a lot of fun. Um, but it's based on a book from, I think, like, 1928 to th- 30 or something like that. It's from back okay. then. It's not based um, on the the movie? The original movie? Yeah. Back in the 30s. I think the novel came first, um, if I'm not mistaken. Could be wrong, but... No, you're probably right. I Fact just didn't. I, di- I didn't know if it was based on the book or if it was based on the the movie. So I looked it up and I saw that there was a book in a movie. I think the book was earlier, but I don't remember the date. Um, but regardless, it, it it's it's this is a modern day retelling, and it's a story that follows four friends who have this really false expectation of what war is, and this is World War One that we're talking about. Um, and th- it follows this group of kids on the German side. This shows us a side of World War One that we don't really see a lot, right? We always see movies from the Allied side. You know, we, we, we know that story really well. So being able to go and watch this with, I think, zero um, knowledge of i guess the germans i that's that's poor to say because of course i know world war one and i you know i know what the german side went through and stuff like that but 
I don't think I've ever seen a piece of media from their side. So I've had zero like knowledge of their telling of things, I guess you could say. So mm. getting to watch that, man, I had no idea what I was going into. And from the first 10 minutes, I think I was captivated because the cinematography alone that I saw, it really, really drew me in. Even though you're looking at this really, I guess, macabre canvas, it's orchestrated so beautifully that you cannot help but to follow along with it. And it's, it's an unforgiving movie. I don't think I've ever in my life watched something that made me as uncomfortable as I was in this movie. Hmm. And it's because it showed a side of war that, you know, we hear about. And I think we see glimpses of it in our bit of cinema. I think, I think there's a lot of movies that have done a good job at showing it. But this movie made me feel it. And it hurt to watch. Like, it was some of the most gruesome killings that I have ever seen. And it's not done in a way that it's throwing it in your face. And it's like, oh, look how gory we can be. It's showing actual depictions of terror and horror that these soldiers had to face back in, you know, the early 1900s. And you know you're watching the losing side and you know you're watching the enemy you know at least how we're brought up right like that's how we see them in in that time period but you can't help but feel every step of the way for these kids and what they're going through and the things that they see and man i'm telling you some of the screams in that movie will hit your soul just for how brutal the things were. And um, uh, Felix Kammerer, I believe, is the main actor. And he plays um, the kid that we're following from the beginning of the movie. His name's Paul. And he does an incredible job. I immediately fell in love with him. He can convey this... He, start, he started out as a smiling kid, right? Like I said, he had this false expectation of what war was with his buddy, buddies. And all throughout the movie, he's watching them literally get slaughtered and just torn to pieces and worse in some cases. And the things that he himself is having to do, you can watch his character go from that smiling kid you saw, you know, enlisting to go fight for his country you can see him go from that smiling kid to where he's at by the end of the movie. And it's, it's harrowing to watch because you see the soul get sucked from him. And just when you think that it can't get worse, it does. <laughs> and it gets much worse. And there's a scene in the movie where World War One was a battle where <laughs> on the Western Front, no progress was being made at all whatsoever. And it was a ton of trench warfare. And the battlefields that they were fighting on were, you know, ridden with craters and pits and stuff like that from artillery shells. So at one point he's he's fighting and it's in the midst of all the chaos that 
I forget what happens, but he goes tumbling down, <clears throat> down one of those craters and it's, it's bad. Like he has no energy. He has no drive to get up. And he, at one point peers above his shoulder behind him. And there's a soldier on the bank shouting and he's about to get shot, but something else hits the soldier and the soldier goes flying down the crater. So now it's a rush. The soldier was separated from his gun and Paul has to make a mad dash to go and kill him before he's killed. And you're watching this. It's not some sped up shaky camera work. It's like you would really be there watching it and your heart's pounding and you see the scuttle go down. You see Paul get on top of him and he starts to stab this French soldier and he stabs him through the chest. Like you can see the, the if it was a knife, it was going straight through his uh, lungs. So he, he essentially kills the guy, right? But this isn't a normal movie where stab, you're dead. This shows the atrocities of war. And this scene goes on for minutes and it's showing the guy slowly die because his lungs are filling up with blood and at one point paul is like covering his ears and saying you know stop it stop it shut up make it stop and because it's getting to him so much he takes handfuls of mud and tries to stuff it in the soldier's mouth so he stops making noises but now he's choking on the dirt he's choking on the blood in his lungs Paul goes running across the crater so he doesn't have to hear it anymore. But as he's sitting on the bank from the other side of the crater, he's looking back across at a man dying. And you see him go through this stage of remorse like, I did this, I made this happen. And the scenes that follows of him trying to help the guy back from death, like, I didn't mean to do this, it's heart-wrenching. And that's something that the movie does really well. It shows that side of humanity of war at the same time at showing some of the worst atrocities that we could have seen. So it's a wonder. I know like it sounds really macabre and violent and it is, but it does such a good job at showing so many different stories throughout this um, telling of a battle in world war one and fucking incredible i it's it i don't know if it's number one for the like media that i've watched this year but it's it's really close hell yeah that's something that's been on my list mainly because i thought it was a uh remake of the original movie and i i like that movie i don't think that it's great but uh like it has some pretty fucking boring parts in it but um that is just chalking it chalking it up to you know cinema from 1932 uh or no sorry 1930 um but uh yeah this is something that i've definitely had on my radar and i just haven't had a time to get around to it yet um i've heard nothing but good things though so definitely something yeah. that uh i i plan on checking out sometime soon yeah i encourage it man it's a it's a fantastic movie it's really long though i think it runs over two and a half hours yeah um, it's closing in on three i think yes um so that was that was you know for someone who doesn't sit and watch movies that was a long that was a long sitting but it was incredibly worth it mm. cool yeah um this is going to sound really morbid, but uh, it sounds like it's right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, no, truly, it is mine too. 
and I, I really do enjoy stuff like this, Josh, but this is the movie that actually made me sit down. Like, there was a moment where I was, like, my hand was on my head, and I was like, I can't. Like, this is, it's it's heartbreaking to see some of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It, yeah, so I would like to know what you think when you finally do watch it. It's it's incredible. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a uh, watch pretty soon. Um because I'm trying to I'm trying to wrap up as much stuff as I can by the by the end of the year in terms of like watching so then I can kind of like get my I I don't do this necessarily for anybody else but so I can I can kind of get my final uh like top 10 or or what have you yeah. um together so uh it'll be it'll be one that I have on on my list for sure I I forgot to say, all throughout the movie, I kept seeing this guy in the movie, and I was trying to figure out who he was, why I knew him. He plays uh, he essentially plays the guy that was really striving to get the treaty signed or the ceasefire signed. Um, I I'm not even gonna pretend to know his name, but I kept watching him. Turns out it's Daniel Bruhl who plays fucking Zemo in the Marvel universe. Oh shit! Yeah. Hmm. He's, a, he's a very good actor. He is incredible. He does a great job in this movie, but I'm like, Zemo is a hero as the good guy right now? All right. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, definitely something that I will be taking a look at um, here in the coming Tomorrow. Uh, I don't know about all that, but <laughs> I try. definitely sometime soon. Um, okay. Uh Last thing before we get into our topic of the show, um, I want to talk about possibly my favorite thing of the year. Um, I want to talk about Chainsaw Man. Mm. So I finished the first arc of Chainsaw Man, and um, I love this thing i think that like from a from a high level perspective uh this is probably in the top 10 to 20 best things that i've ever read in my entire life like i i'm i'm not even trying to like be hyperbolic about that i i really think that it is that fucking good um i think that it is probably in the top three to five, somewhere in that neighborhood, um, best comic things that I've ever uh, read. Uh, It is unbelievably fucking special. It is not only... uh, So, okay, let me start with, like, the... um, I'll start with the art first because that that's something that can Im- immediately stand out uh, to people. It it has this. I remember saying this when I when we were talking about I think Goodbye Eerie because the both of you had read it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Goodbye Eerie, I feel like I remember saying has this sort of thing where it is. Um, the way I described it is it's it the, the art style is almost scratchy. It has like a almost um, the 
probably the the easiest way I could use to describe it is it has almost like a like a first draft sort of uh, or or maybe a sketch. Maybe that's a better way to phrase it. it has almost like a sketch like quality to it. Where when you look at at drawings, normally they're they're fairly well like evened out and they're very kind of like um what's the word that i'm looking for uh polished i guess would be would be a good word to describe it um so for the most part right that's what drawings are and in comics it tends to be that same sort of way but the sort of art style that Fujimoto has gone with in this is way closer to that Goodbye Eerie uh, art style. And I think that's probably just like his own personal signature style. Because like I also read Hunter Hunter this year and Hunter Hunter has some moments that are like that. But for the most part is a fairly polished uh, final product in terms of like the imagery. And... I think that the art style really serves this particular story very well. I think that a lot of what goes on in Chainsaw Man is very much a hectic sort of look at a teenager's life, uh, at least from a from a plot standpoint, um, and it totally works for what it's going for. Especially when you get into the back end of the story, when you're looking at like these depictions of other devils and the, the sort of like chaos that ensues from that. I think it totally 100% works. I also think that the panel layout and, and shot composition of of some of these things is really really just aces i i really think that it is like absolutely beautiful stuff to look at like there's the i think it's in the i think it might actually be in the very first chapter but there's a way that this page flows where chainsaw man has become you know the the chainsaw fiend or whatever and he's stabbing the zombie devil through the eye with one arm and then the other one is kind of slashing through his face and the way that the art is like kind of laid out it naturally you start at like the top right hand corner and then kind of just work your way through the image down to the left in like a diagonal fashion and it just is so thoughtfully laid out and so just staggering to look at in like how simplistic it is but or well maybe not simplistic but simple it is and how it's driving you to the area that you need to go to and it's just it's expert it like it's expertly drawn that way like it's fully fleshed out and like even if the art style isn't quote unquote polished or whatever it is totally doing like top tier shit right on top of that 
you have these unfucking believably well written characters all the way around. Everyone in the story is just aces. They're so fucking good. Like, even the characters that, like, will come in and last maybe, you know, six chapters or something like that. Like, someone like uh, Himeno, for, for instance. She comes into the story, and she is such a well-written and well-crafted character, and she's in the manga, a, like, the first arc runs for 96 chapters, 97 chapters, something like that. She's in six of those chapters, and she's one of the best-written characters in the entire thing. And, like, he, did, he doesn't need to do that. He doesn't need to give this character backstory. She's not going to stick around. But he does that for every fucking character, dude. It's it's unreal. He has these guys that are just like, they are fully fleshed out from the fucking beginning. Like, all the way from the beginning. And it's, it's like, oh, holy shit. Like, wow, this is, in, this is incredible. Um, on top of that, I think when you look at, like, the writing for the, the, I, w I would say, like, the main three supporting characters, with that being Makima, uh, Power, and Aki, those are... Those are characters that could literally have their own mangas written about them. And they're there to support Denji, who is... Admittedly, he's kind of like a... A, a shit stain <laughs> in some ways. And he's kind of, in some ways, the least interesting character of the whole thing. But... They're... They are so like he he's great. I'm not trying to denigrate like what what he is. Like I, I I truly think that he's a great character. But these other people are so good that they could literally I'm like not shitting you. They could have their own mangas written about them. Like and and I would personally love to see it. I think that like a fucking power comic like a little maybe like 30 chapter kind of spinoff thing, just kind of going through her day-to-day -day life when she became the fiend could be fucking awesome. Like, I think that that would be so fucking cool, man. Um, I love all of these characters and I really felt things when, when stuff happened to them. Um, I mean, like, I really felt things when 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 stuff happened to them. Like, uh, I, I know, you know, we were talking in uh, in the text thread or whatever about when um, the thing happens with power at the end or, or near the end, and you know, I was joking about like not wanting to finish the manga anymore, <laughs> and like. The thing is, is that I had to, like, there was, I, I, I had so much invested in all of the characters and, and the story that was going on that, like, even though, like, 
I was missing some of the characters that were had quickly become my favorites. Like, do when when people say the power is best girl, power is best girl, and and that's like just period. Like all anime, all manga, it doesn't fucking matter. Power is the best fucking thing ever. She's so fucking funny. She's also really, really wholesome. And like the stuff that happens near the end, once Denji and Aki and Power have formed their little family, it is just, it's seriously some of the best. This, the stuff that happens with Power when she becomes scared of the dark is just so wonderful. I, it's it's really just like, man, this is this is excellent character development. Not only all of that stuff, but like Makima might be the best. Like I, I'm going okay. I'm gonna steal something that uh, Mother's Basement said about the manga. Because I think I 100% agree with him. I think that Makima is one of the best examples of love interest writing in comics, just period. She... She is such a complicated character that it's hard for me to say anything about. Because I don't want to ruin anything for anybody who is still maybe interested in this thing. But, like... The way that she is written and the things that she has to say about Denji and about society as a whole really make her wonderfully fleshed out. But then when you think about the manga and the story as a whole, this is something I said to Crumpkey the other day. This is a, this is a manga where it is about... I, I mean, it kind of is like just about like life and existence because it has like things about you know, capitalism. It has things about uh, war, about geopolitics. It has all of this stuff playing into it. But at the end of the day, I think that the manga is really trying to say things about how life sucks sometimes and you have to find the beauty in life because the beauty doesn't come without the negativity, right? That That's just, I, I think that that's ultimately some of the stuff that it's trying to say. But when you look at it from a from a stance where you're examining what Denji and Makima go through together, it's a fucking breakup story. Just straight up. It's about a guy who's finally coming to the realization that the person that he has wanted to be with this entire time is not good for him and is actively making him not be his best self. And it's just, it's wonderful. It's very, it's so good. It's, it's some of the best fucking writing. And that's not even to like mention the stuff that is going on where like there's stuff in that very first chapter, the very first chapter that makes, it, it comes back into play in like, the last three or four chapters. It's so important and it's and it's layered in there where you would never fucking know. You could just be reading this and be like, okay, all right, cool. And then by the time that you get to the end of it, it's like fucking galaxy brain level shit that's, that's going on. It makes it even better to read a second time. 
all of these little details. Um, I, I don't know if I ever did this with you when you were talking about it on the show, but also I apologize if I ever shit on you for liking this. Fuck, I don't Chainsaw know. Man is fucking incredible. And if you like comics, if you like manga, if you like anime, you need to fucking read it. Just period. I think you guys were both just grossed out about the throw up part. Yeah, there is there is also that stuff in there. <laughs> uh, luckily, though, it really doesn't ever get as gross as the throw up scene. Yeah, yeah. Honestly. And, and that, I think that does end up happening twice, if I remember yeah, I correctly. Think so. But, um, but yeah, that's that is probably the grossest that it gets. <laughs> um, because of how much you guys have been talking about it, I actually started reading it last night. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I read the first volume all the way up, and uh, no, just yeah, throughout the in- entire thing of the first volume. Okay, what do yeah, you what finished. do you think? Um, too early. I think to say? I can see my. No, I don't hate it. I think I can actually see my. So, I didn't think that. I would be as it's like when I think of it as a concept, a man with fucking chainsaws coming out of his body didn't really like that's not something that it didn't light your world on fire, didn't light my world on fire, didn't strike my fancy. And then I read it and I watched the fucking dog come out of his chest and he turned into <laughs> a demon soldering badass. And I was like, I'm fucking on board with this. <laughs> and uh, what's his name? The dog, uh, Pochita. Uh, Pochita is fucking adorable. Yeah. And I am down for that. So yeah, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep going with it. I, I like it. And when you guys talk about it, I try to tone it out so I don't hear spoilers. So um I th- I'm still going into this pretty blind to be honest with you, so that's kinda cool and fucking loving the art too. So I'm excited, man. I I, I finished the movie last night and then I started to play a game but I was too tired, but I was like, let me just open up the because sh- I was gonna look up uh stupid neverland shit on there and then i saw chainsaw man um and i was like okay why not and i though you know of course the first volumes uh, first few volumes are free actually so i read through that and i was like okay like it actually woke me up a little bit to where i could have stayed up i wound up going to bed but it was it was it was pretty sick man so i'm excited hell yeah dude hell yeah um i'm very happy for you to read it because it is thanks dad it is a wild it's, fucking it, ride. Yeah, it is a wild, wild ride. Also, I didn't know this until I started like watching some videos after the fact and like uh, reading up on it and stuff. But Power, uh, the idea for her came from Eric Cartman and Walter Sobchak from. That's hilarious. From fucking Big Lebowski, and it makes so much sense when you know who she, like who she is as a character and stuff. It's mm-hmm. uh, she's the fucking best man. I can't wait for you to re- to to meet Power. She's so uh, beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, go read Chainsaw Man. Um, <laughs> so this week we decided to do something different for our uh topic of the show uh and we are going to just let uh dylan kind of like take the wheel almost like he's jesus um oh we're going straight off the bridge (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, but yeah, so let's. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to him. He's going to he's going to host us for a little bit. Let's let's see what he's got to say. So, fellas, it, it it's been a year. We're in the twilight hours of 2022, and this year we've deliberated over plenty of topics. We've battled countless royales, and we've given Kirby one too many thrones. So. <laughs> he's only won once. I said one too many. Oh, Lord. <laughs> what I want to do tonight is I want to take a look back at the year, but more so a look ahead into next year. So we'll be doing a lot of that in the coming weeks already, but tonight is more about us than anything. So without further ado, I want to throw you guys a question. Let's start with Austin. Start oh, with God. Austin. Oh, no. What's something good that's happened to you this year? And it doesn't have to be related to gaming be anything within your life what is something that's happened that has had a positive experience hmm. on you mm. you know i was thinking about uh when you sent us these earlier when we were talking about this i was thinking about this question in specific because i i feel like a lot of good things have happened this year um so I, i've got a few uh in particular but uh one of the, I think one of the coolest, this year I did a lot of like knocking shit off of, uh, off of just an overall list of my life of what I wanted to do. Uh, obviously there's still so much fucking more, but, uh, one of the cool things I got to do this year that I'd never done before was, uh, go to a co uh, convention and that was really awesome and getting to cosplay for the first time and, and having this like being in the presence of all these other people that are just like fucking me. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I don't think I'll go back to the same con next year. Uh, I mean, I probably will, but I definitely won't do the full four day experience. Cause I kind of just don't really feel like it was worth the full four day experience, but, uh, getting to cosplay as as, uh, uh, one of my favorite characters, uh, from an anime for the first time and kind of interacting with other people who were all doing the same thing and having the same kind of mindset as me, it was it was really cool. I had never gotten to experience anything like that before, and uh, I really, really liked it. Um, uh, another big thing for me this year was kind of, uh, this is going to sound really weird, but this is what I was thinking about earlier. I, I feel like I found uh, more of a footing this year of who I am as a person. Um, when it comes to like my clothes and like the way I dress and the way I present myself, I was able to get, I got my hands on like a lot of my grandfather's stuff that was like passed down to me and I've been wearing it, uh, in daily life. And when I go to like event, like formal events and stuff, and I don't know, man, I, I guess finding that aesthetic, it kind of, it made me feel good about myself in ways that I have not felt in a very, very long time. Uh, I felt very connected with my roots and where I came from, and I think I I, I did a lot of I th I did a lot of soul searching this year, and I learned a lot about myself that I didn't previously know, and I feel like I'm I'm finally starting to come to peace and be more okay with who I am as a person. That's pretty fucking awesome when you think about it, because it started with the, not necessarily it started with conventions, but I know that's a huge thing as a person who has anxiety, uh, you know, so being able to do that in the first place, but then also 
that's we were kind of talking about it the other day and making jokes but this has been a year of progress for us in terms of personal life and who we are mm-hmm. for like sure. it's kind of it it we're kind of to a point where we're starting to feel good about ourselves and it's a little scary <laughs> Honestly, i've never felt this way before yeah is this it's, what it's like to not want to die yeah <laughs> oh, that's interesting no that's he's joking guys it's fine he doesn't want to nope <laughs> uh god somebody's gonna go. end up doing well in this checks eventually no because we, we know you're joking right it's, it's yeah 100 fine it's all a yep. joke completely mentally sound 2023 pickleball champion coming soon i still don't know what that is <laughs> just kidding i do i looked it up sounds fucking stupid <laughs> god um all right well josh this year has been big for you as well you made it big on youtube you fucking <laughs> did a lot oh, yeah, of you did do that he did man he fucking crushed it and he did a lot of content making in general as well but outside of all that maybe it pertains to that what what's been the one good thing for you or at least one of the biggest things for you um i you know it's hard to kind of quantify things like that for me uh, because I I don't want to sound too like sappy but like I kind of feel like my, my life is just good in general like uh, obviously I have things that I would uh, like to work through um, but uh, like as a as a whole as a as a general whole i i think that um my life is is pretty fucking awesome and uh i don't have much um much that i i i'm like looking to kind of like um make better or or what have you uh maybe more money <laughs> like but um yeah, yeah, my, my my life is pretty cool. Uh, but I, I, in terms of things that have happened, uh, that have been then that have kind of like I don't know, made me appreciate the year a little bit better. Is I I I, I would think that uh, the uh, the Stranger Things video having it do as well as it did uh, was was kind of a, a pretty fucking huge deal for me. Um, I haven't been able to follow it up yet, uh, just because, you know, I have been uh, busy with uh, a lot of other things, uh, a lot of work uh, stuff. But um, yeah, the the response to that was really cool. I, I was really I was really happy with that. I, I was not expecting that at all. Honestly, I was kind of expecting. You know, I, I did release it during the time where. Uh, Stranger Things was like right on the cusp of coming out or it had just come out so kind of like the uh, the the fever pitch of it was like you know kind of where it needed to be for the video to you know be successful but I, I still kind of wasn't expecting it to you know break over 200,000 views like that was way That's a lot man yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I was never expecting that um, but I uh I, I'm I'm both happy and uh, very very uh, um, 
anxious about that having happened. Uh, I, I'm very uh, excited to get more stuff going out there. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I do kind of feel like... Um, I have found my footing with with work related stuff uh, also, and I, I'm I'm going down a path that I, I'm I'm really enjoying, and I uh, I'm very excited to to see what the next um, probably couple of years is is got in store for me um, with, with that in particular. So I'm okay. glad, man, because I mean. I think we all deserve, I mean, uh, of course, it goes without saying, right? I think we all deserve the best, but for as much, I know you guys both personally, I know how much both of you bust your asses. I know how much both of you have going on in your lives. So I think all the success that you garnished off, I was elated when I, I started watching the video numbers go up and it was like every time I would come back, whether it be 15 minutes or an hour, even the next day, like it was skyrocketing. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's fucking incredible. Like that's success. Like you did you, it was the perfect culmination of everything. Like it was a very well orchestrated video with passion behind it coming out alongside of the release of the new season of stranger things. And it was like a formula for success. And it was, incredible to watch that happen in real time for someone that you really care about you know like it was like during last year when was that last year when you guys were watching the whole twitch thing happen with me like this time this year was you but it was on another level like that was incredible to see that kind of number come off of that video and a very well-deserved video too because you put a lot of work into that Mm -hmm. yeah a lot of work <laughs> yes so much so that your computer probably will Died. never be the same again yeah <laughs> gonna have to rebuild the whole goddamn thing <laughs> uh progress right yeah um for me i mean i think this was this was a year that i kind of got to put things into perspective for myself i I got to learn how much of a people pleaser I am, I guess, and that I'm always willing to put my needs aside for other people. And that's been a predominant thing in work. Like I've always just sacrificed my well-being to get a job done. And it's a job that I don't really even care about anymore. I'm just there to make money is how I felt for a while now. So I think a huge part of growth for me was finding out that my personal time does matter. You know, my mental health does matter. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not sacrificing that anymore just to have a couple of extra dollars on my paycheck or to make myself look better. Like I've given myself a lot of time at the company that I'm with now. And it's like I've always put my best foot forward or at least try to. So... I'm coming to a time where I I know it's time for me to move on from that career path, but that all comes from finding a little more of my self-worth. Just taking a lot of time to reflect this year, I think. And kind of like Austin, you know, we were talking the other day and it does feel good to make that self-progress because I, we haven't really had that before. And it's like, I still have bad days. Bad days are still there, but for sure. I think that this has been a year to find 
I guess a little bit of peace and patience. Like I before I, I know I you know I talk about this a lot, but I made the choice to go to not a commercial gym but like a private gym and really invest into myself this year. And I think man, I had a lot of setbacks. Like I had a surgery this year that kicked my ass. I was sick this year. Like I had a lot of things that kept setting me back in the gym and you guys know that's my happy place. Like that's where I go to find clarity in, you know, in my head. I can work out frustrations and stuff in there. Like that's my happy place. Um, so to have those setbacks and still be able to come back from it and like where I'm at now, like I was in there today and a, a few months ago I got really sick and I couldn't go to the gym for like two weeks and that's a huge setback. Um, when you're strength training like I am, like I came back and I just felt weak. I felt like I had nothing. And I, it shouldn't have been that detrimental, but it was. I don't know why. I, I might have lost weight and, you know, just strength in general from not going. So I feel like a couple of, you know, back when that happened, like after everything that I've done this year, I had to start over. And I was really frustrated. Like Sabrina was at home and I was texting her like, I feel like I'm back at square one. Like this is... I, I was mad, man, like that I worked so hard and then I just seemingly regressed back to, you know, first base. And I use it as a learning experience. You know, on top of everything else about finding self-worth and all of that, I truly learned patience with my body this year. And getting older, that's something that I have to do. And I think it was for the best case scenario because I'm where I'm at today and because of how I now handle my time in the gym i'm seeing faster better stronger results and it's like i i needed to take that smack on the you know face i needed to be told to sit down and like start over because i kept hurting myself my knee's been fucked this year foot's been fucked this year had the surgery um and all of that and it's just setback after setback back was hurt for some reason arm had a thing going on with it and it's like I didn't listen to my body. I was just trying to throw myself into the gym because it mentally made me feel better. But when you start to couple that with everything else that I kind of figured out in my own personal time, mm -hmm. it was it was like the key to success. And now I like I Austin was at a party the other night and I'm sitting there in the gym sending him slutty little Snapchats of me in the gym flexing for him. <laughs> and that's when we started talking about like he started talking about his mental self like you know you do you brother because that's you know i'm feeling myself now and it just it feels good to be us and be proud of who we are and it's like holy shit is this what progress feels like <laughs> it's 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 a good feeling and yeah for sure it's 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 universal amongst all of us right now and man it's it's a it's it's a good feeling at the end of 2022 i think but yeah um all of that said, all of that progress aside, let's 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 talk a little bit about some video games. So very soon we'll all be talking about our games of the year, um, and we all played a lot of games this year. Like I think we played more games this year than we have in the past. Definitely. But that being said, we did play a lot of games in 2022 that weren't released in 2022. So take some time. And let's highlight one or a couple. It's up to you guys, whatever you want to bring to the table. And what's been one of your favorite games that you've played this year that isn't necessarily on the roster to be talked about for a 2022 
2022 game of the year contention let's start with austin again hmm um i think two of the big ones that stood out to me were two that i did for the challenge uh one of which i did not expect to enjoy as much as i did um both of these games are games that i had started either uh when they came out or a couple years prior and for whatever reason i just never finished them and i used the challenge as an excuse to get them off of out of my backlog this year um and those two big games being xenoblade chronicles 2 and doom eternal uh, both were games that I was super highly interested in. Like, I, I picked up Xenoblade 2 when it came out in 2017, and I just never finished it. Uh, not because I didn't like it or it wasn't gripping me. It was just I got I kept getting distracted with other things that were coming out. Um, I'm trying to remember what deviated my attention. You know what? It might have been Diablo 3 for the Switch. That might have been what killed Xenoblade 2 for me. I'm not going to lie. I put a lot of hours in Diablo 3 on the Switch. Um, but uh, I, both of those games I finally got around to finishing, and I just I enjoyed every single second of it, whether it was going through the, oh, pain, while painfully not looking very good world of Xenoblade 2. Um, it, it didn't look great, but God damn it, the story in Xenoblade 2 is wonderful. All of the characters are, are so fucking well-written and a lot of fun to spend time with. Um, and you get to kind of go from this beautiful, elegant, uh, exotic world to, uh, ripping and tearing and, and fucking doom eternal and just, uh, uh, ripping jaw, fucking jaw lines out of demons mouths. And it it was great. Uh, I don't really care for first person shooters anymore, to be honest. Uh, they just don't really do anything for me. Like I tried to um go back and play modern warfare and i just i didn't fucking care about it tried to go back and play halo infinite just didn't fucking care about it but then there was something about doom eternal that and and the kind of unique twist that it puts on an fps that just kind of did it for me and i'm really glad i was able to finally finish that game uh fuck battle mode though that shit still sucks they never fixed it and it just still fucking sucks but uh, very glad to knock those two out of my backlog. I never finished the DLC for Doom Eternal, though, because I just kind of, I was like, all right, I hit title screen, and that shit was hard enough, so I'll come back to this shit at some <laughs> point. It's like, game finished, it's over. I started playing the first part of the DLC, and within 30 minutes, I died 15 times, and I was like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. I'll come back. I'm, I'm oh. good. There's, 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 a, there's an outlet for that, and it's called Dark Souls. If you want it, you go play that. Nope. Nope, I, that's why I quit because I didn't want that. I and experienced it. It's like, wow. Yep. I really put myself through some cock and ball torture with that one. Jesus. But hey, I did it. Always that. Always. It's always the cock and I ball. I get those torture. every yep. fucking week. Every week. So. Every week. Yeah. Well, yeah, most of the time, something. unless he forgets to send it. Uh, that's also true. Also, we're not talking about sending cock. Never mind. Josh, what game that we you are. played this year do you really enjoy? <laughs> um, you know, there were two when you asked this question that immediately jumped to mind. Uh, but the, the one that um, I think probably gets deserves to get talked about more because it won't be uh, in our Game of the Year episode is uh, Final Fantasy 14. I yep. spent probably the first 
two months of this year purely playing Final Fantasy XIV. And I 100% did not expect to have as much fun with it as I had. It was... I, 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 I think I've been pretty infamous uh, in, in saying things at the very least... Uh, to people personally, maybe not on this show, but uh, definitely to like people in the Discord and stuff like that. I I don't I don't like MMOs. It's just it's not a it's not a genre that like um, has ever really gripped me in any sort of way. But Final Fantasy fourteen, for whatever reason, just was like, hey, hey, yeah, you. I'm talking to you. You're gonna like me, goddammit. And, like, boy fucking did I. Uh, it just... I don't know, man. It. I think it may have been one of those things where it, it scratched an itch that I didn't know that I was, was necessarily needing scratched at the time. But also, it roped me into a world that, like, I was very happy to explore. I got connected to the characters very very quickly like I really did not expect to like the characters uh, as much as I ended up liking them because I think in some ways the characters end up being uh, a little at the very least when you when you first meet them the characters can end up being a little on the bland side or can feel like very one note but by the end, you're like, you're, you're with these characters for so long and you come to know them on different levels that it just, it, I, I, I kind of, I became very attached to even like the most, um, I don't know, inconsequential, I guess, characters. Um, I, I. I really, really want to get back into playing it more in the new year to to get more of the um, the the campaign squared away, or well, not the campaign, but like more of the the overall story squared away. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, it took up like two months of my life, so it's for sure got a special place in my heart. I truly thought it would be the reason you failed the challenge this year. I did too. Same. I really fucking did too. <laughs> Think everybody. I did. thought it was over. Uh, and technically, you've still not beaten it. So. It still might be. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Technically, I mean, technically, I've beaten it. Technically, I haven't beaten it. Just however we want to define that. Oh, I meant still not beating the yearly challenge. No, you definitely beat Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. Please <laughs> definitely. don't touch it again. Not no. this year. Wait till twenty twenty three. Yeah. No. No. Don't do that either. Twenty twenty four. Next. Maybe depending on that year's challenge. Fuck. <laughs> 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 um. You know well, what? Just go ahead me, and delete it. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and delete it. Fuck. See, that doesn't work for me because I'm just like I'm just gonna re-download it. Yeah. Like, true. What does that do? Like yeah. I just need to have better self control. Yep. Because my impulsivity doesn't care that I deleted it because it's just like, I have good internet. I'll just re-download it. <laughs> yep. Same. Literally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, for me, there is a couple this year, but none more prevalent 
but I mean, it's it's it was our game of the year last year. It was Force of Five. I played the shit out of this game. Same this year. I got the Series X, and I could have downloaded any game from Game Pass. And what I then downloaded was Forza Horizon 5 because I'm a basic bitch and I want to go back and I wanted to finish the game that I didn't really get a chance to finish last year. And I did, not really, when I say finish, I mean like explore the game to its entirety 100%, get all the collectibles, stuff like that. It's so good. Like, it deserved so much to win our game of the year last year. I know there were, there were great games. I know that. <laughs> but Force Horizon 5 is just on another level of perfection when it comes to racing games. Oh, quick interjection, real quick. Did you guys know that Need for Speed Unbound just came out? Yeah, it almost got stealth dropped, honestly. Like, yeah. no one was talking about that I game. was looking through the store, and it was just there, and I was like, what the fuck? Yep. Like, that just got completely, like you said, stealth bombed on us. I, I had no idea. But anyway, back to a good racing game. Um, <laughs> I used this year to explore a lot of the online side of the game. Um, I, I like doing a lot of the festival events, um, just online races and stuff like that, just hanging out in, in the world, watching people race, racing against others. Man, it's just... It's a fun environment. It's it's the MMO of racing games. It's it's so so good. Um, but yeah, that's that's where most of my time went. But that being said, um, we here at CultureBot like to expand our horizons. So, what is something that in 2023 you guys would like to see us undertake as CultureBot? And don't think challenge with this. Think of ways that you would want us to grow as a whole. Like mm -hmm. Austin doing an anime podcast. <laughs> that is something I would really like to do eventually. But it's not. So what was your thing that you were going to do? What's something that I would like us to do? Yeah, as a, a whole. Um, I'm totally honest. I would, like to, I would like to see us do more stuff together again. Like more streaming stuff. Because uh, I feel like we really, I, th I feel like we almost made it a point last year to want to do that this year. Was that not a conversation? I feel there? like it was. Definitely. And, and we I'm dropped a ball lie. on that shit. We, we dropped the ball. And I'll just be straight up. My desire was that we all did more vi uh, video podcasts next year. Or at least stream them on Twitch when we do it. Yeah, um, 100%. That would be cool, I've, too. I think that it gives more life to the show. It shows who we are. It shows how I shake my head at least three quarters of this entire podcast, like the entire time, <laughs> listening to your smut. <laughs> so I think video podcasts, probably my number one way. Like, I'm already doing the bop with Jeff. Just got to get back on the roll with that. We're about out of the crazy season for my work, so that's coming back soon. But video podcast, and I guess, yeah, just doing more things in general together yep. would be fun. Because we are, we're a family. Josh, at the end of the day, the three of us, Austin and I are like your children. So what? is it incestuous? Never mind. Whoa. Okay. 
All right, Josh. Uh, it makes the dump truck jokes real weird now when you say shit like that. Us do in 2023 to grow us as a whole. Uh, With I, sons. I, I mm, don't like that. Uh, yeah, I, I, ch- I actually kind of uh, want to maybe echo that. Um, I, I, I do think that we did kind of drop the ball a little bit with regards to um, our plans to to do more of that um, sort of streaming stuff and, and video stuff. Uh, I, I, I do think that, we, that the video podcasts uh, can come relatively soon. I just I have to get stuff in place with regards to a... Uh, better computer setup for the moment um, than what I've got. Uh, but as soon as that's kind of like in in play, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that that would be a, a great thing to 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 get started. Um, and I, I do think that streaming should come back in a major way. I, I mean, I, I I think that when we were kind of all talking about the stuff that we were wanting to do with where we were going with how we were growing and, and, and things of, of that nature. Uh, I do think that we had kind of like eyes towards um, having our own sort of like streaming shows with, with uh, you know, Dylan, you were doing your, your kind of, kind of streaming thing, but uh, like I, I, I think that like we could potentially have other things in the docket. Like maybe, maybe Austin's sh- show about anime isn't necessarily a, um, isn't a podcast, but maybe it's a, a Twitch show where he just kind of gets on, you know, maybe once a week or or something like that, and just kind of talks about the anime of of the week. Maybe gives a recap of what he's been doing, you know what he's been watching, that sort of thing. I, I don't know if that would, would really work, and I don't know how the algorithm works with that kind of stuff, because I know a lot of people who are oh, in I'll the, like... Oh, make that shit work, baby. That sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I know that the just chatting category can be uh, competitive with with certain things, so I, I don't know, again, how that would necessarily work, but, like, I think that that, I think that, that could be something that could be could be kind of cool. To, to see. Yeah. Um, All right. Austin, cowboy hat on, hot tub <laughs> in the back. Hop in, start talking about anime. Truly. All right. Well. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Video stuff is, is definitely, I, I think, one of the goals in the in the coming, coming year, for sure. Oh, yeah. So. Okay. Well, speaking of 2023 and this being the look ahead part, so I've already talked to both of you about what the 2023 challenge is for us as a podcast. Now, I'm going to keep that till the prediction episode to lay out for people what it actually is. But that being said, shocker, we're going to be playing some video games. So I'm sure both of you have begun to ponder the games that you may want to play as part of that journey. 
So, that's what I kind of wanted to ask you guys about. Are there any games in your backlog that you're excited to finally be able to get to? Hmm. <laughs> that's, I don't know, that's a rough one to answer because there's so many there that two, I want to get to. There are two games that came out this year that I unfortunately, well, really fucking three. Um, there are three games that came out this year that I, I still really want to play. I just, I... I don't really have the time to invest what I want to into them. Um, uh, and, I mean, one of which I, I, I fucking... I, it, I'm surprised I didn't get to it, but it, it just didn't fucking happen. Um, that being Sonic Frontiers. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, fuck, what's the full name for that? JoJo All-Star Battle R? What, whatever the full fucking name for that. Uh, the new JoJo fighting game. And then uh, <laughs> Ultra Kaiju Monster Rancher. Uh, I fucking God, I wanted to get to all three of those so fucking bad, but it just it didn't happen, and I might as well just. I feel like at this point, with it being what what's today's date, December seventh, yeah, I might as well just fucking wait till next year to where I can use them for the challenge because they are three, uh, very different genres from each other. So I mean, that's three knocked out right yep, there. That's not. Just shut your mouth. What we don't know what the oh yeah I fucked that up but you know what it's okay because we didn't explain the rest of it yet you just got a little sneak peek little behind the scenes baby yep it's a multi parter so moving on from him before he Tom Holland's our fucking way through this show (laughs) thank you Josh what are you (laughs) looking forward to playing next uh honestly uh I there's just there's so much shit in my backlog that I I don't even know like what to say probably what i will actually end up spending uh time on are games that i wanted to get around to this year that i just i I didn't get a chance to plague tale Uh, plague tale i i'm still i'm still hoping to maybe get that in before before uh game of the year it won't be before we get to our category show so i just unfortunately it won't show up there but maybe it'll make a uh Appearance in game of the year. Please play Neon White. I that's I that's another one. I'm trying to get these in before the end of the year. I can't be the only one. T- if I'm the only one talking about it, it's not going to have the justice it deserves. I swear to God, both of you would like it, but I need you to at least play it because Austin has to play fucking Final Fantasy VII. I've still oh got yeah, he still finish. hasn't beaten the challenge yet, boy. <laughs> I'm getting there. Oh man, there. what if I come in like right under the deadline and make it and then Austin is the reason that I'm scared that that's going to happen. <laughs> it's not. I promise, Dylan. It's not going to happen. Oh boy. I heard the pain in your voice right there. I know it hurts having to finish that game, but you got this. It doesn't matter. You got it, bud. You I'm finish it. You. You I'll got do it, it, son. Thanks, Dad. Uh, you're welcome. So for me, um, coming out in a couple of days if you guys don't remember as the witcher 3 next gen update mm. yep. so i'm not going to be able to get to it this year and it's i mean i probably could but i'm just going to sit on it until december whatever the fuck we're doing and then i'm just going to launch myself into it and replay that shit from start to finish all dlc i'm going to play it like it is a fresh experience um i'm very excited to do so when's the last time you time. played it it's bit it's not been this year Okay. Last um, year, and that says it's 
No, man, I don't think I did because I was too preoccupied doing other shit. It's been a <coughs> long time since I've given it a thorough playthrough. Really? And I I very much need to do that, and I'm needing some Witcher in my life. So that's exciting. And then talked to Austin last night about doing something a little special. And it's not really a part of the challenge per se, but it's a challenge in itself for him to be a fucking adult and go Whoa. back and play pokemon x and y oh yeah and this let's bullshit. sit down and do a true blue episode one final say we'll do an episode about our thoughts about x and y we'll see if austin can come back from the pits of hell and give the game any kind of positivity whatsoever so i am excited to go back and revisit pokemon x and y as well i'm not that makes fun of us. I'm gonna do it, Dylan, just because I I know that you really want me to do it. I do really want <laughs> And you so to that's do the it. only reason why I'm gonna do it. I truly respect that. That means you're literally doing it because you love me. You know how much that makes me happy? I uh however I will not promise uh that I will enjoy any second of it. That's fine. <laughs> It's almost. I need you to go in with an open mind. I'm not. Like, do I'm the not little... shiny hunting. I'm not doing no fucking nope. battle mansion bullshit. I am start to finish from opening cutscene to credits. I need you to at least explore some of the features like the battle mason, <laughs> and you know, dabble in that. Let's get we'll a fresh take on it. I'll you give know. it the gentleman's try. Yep. I don't know what that means, but I'm just glad you're trying in the first place. <laughs> I think that'll be an eye open. It'll be fun, and you know what? If the if the Scarlet Violet DLC truly does turn out to be a a Kalos game, then we can. That's true. I was thinking about that prep. too. Yeah, that so. could be a nice way to, especially maybe once it gets announced, uh, that'd be a nice way to go into it. Yep. Um. So there's that. Okay. So lots of lots of. Uh, games in the coming year Austin almost spoiled a little of it but at the same time he really didn't because I sat down at, at some point this year and I was like let's just fuck everyone over in 2023 I was like it's it's not been hard enough the past three years so let's just let's double down <laughs> literally actually double down yeah um so we'll, oh, we'll no. get there at the end of this at the end of this month but until then um, this is the last thing I want to throw at you guys. So we're only a matter of weeks away from the new year. Mm-hmm. So we talked about at the beginning of me asking you guys these questions, kind of what positive, what, what happened that was positive in your life this year that kind of gave 22 that positive experience for you. So knowing everything that we've talked about, every you know knowing the places that you're at now in your life what's a commitment that you want to make for 2023 to yourself for the world to hear it can be related to the games that you play you know the podcast itself culture bop and the content that we make it can be related to your personal life or work it doesn't matter what's something that you guys yourselves want to put your heart into in the coming year and let's start with josh uh i want to make more videos okay just diving back into the ones on your kind of backlog on that too right yep yep i have 
Uh, so I have a video that was like, uh, I mean, uh, it was very close to being done um, about horror movies, why I love them, and why I think people should watch them and how they can watch them, even if they're little uh, stupid babies. Um, and uh, I have scripts. Uh, I have a script written for... I, I actually am I'm still... Hoping that maybe I can make this uh, come out this year. Uh, God, we'll fucking see if that happens. But um, but I have a script written about uh, one of my favorite pieces of media from this year, um, which was uh, the oh fuck, I'm blanking on the name right now. Uh, the rehearsal, the Nathan Fielder uh, program. Um, so uh, I have. Uh, a script on that that I would like to, if possible, uh, get made and out by the end of the year. And then I've started several other ones. I've, I've got scripts ready for more of the scene, more of the videos similar to the um, the uh, the Stranger Things, where I kind of like take a scene from like a movie or a TV show or what have you, and I I break it down um, as best that I can. Use uh, talking about. Um, you know, uh, filmmaking techniques and things of that nature. Um, and then I've got one big one that, uh, if it keeps, if it keeps sprawling the way that it's sprawling is going to end up being like a two hour fucking video. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's all about final fantasy. Uh, I mean, the, I, I love that, final fantasy. I, I've that's loved the it one for, that I want. Yeah. It's it's the one that I think uh, a lot of people are going to be uh, in looking to uh, to watch from me um, mm-hmm. whenever I can get it out. So yeah, I don't know, uh, but but yes, yes, I, I I I would like to make more videos. That that is the one thing that I would like to do um, for myself. So. Hmm. I hope you do, because I enjoy watching your content. You are quite the little director. Why, Why? thank you, sir. It's almost like you've done this your whole life or something. Yeah. Uh, it's weird. It is weird. I am very so excited to hear you uh, break down a series like Final Fantasy. I'm really excited to hear him maybe do something on Chainsaw Man. Hmm? Oof, that, mm-hmm. I, I, there are a lot of videos out there about Chainsaw Man. So I'll so make yours because yours is better. <laughs> I, I'd be in. I'd be in very. The competition would be very strong. I'll just put it that way. It's okay. Fuck I'm here for you, champ. I'm stronger. Let's go. Let's go. You got this, Johto. Um. Um, okay, well, I wish, actually, no, we'll do that predictions episode. I, I do want to Let's Go Johto. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But, oh, man. Um, so bad. Yeah, it's it's going to be great um, because it's going to happen next year, Austin. I was right about this year's Pokemon prediction. I'll be right about next year's, too. You just watch. You were, 100%. I called your bluff, and I was wrong. Yep. You I'll were take that wrong. Away. Just wait as, for I, the as I am one to be. Announced, when Bloodborne <laughs> is announced at the VGAs, it's going to complete the prediction episode. I promise. Well, mm-hmm. yep. Sounds Trust like me, it's uh, definitely going to happen. I promise. Um, anyway, for me, this coming year, I 
it's not really to coincide with the video podcast and us wanting to do more, but this year I spent a lot of time and Josh was kind of not kind of Josh was the creator of this show. Like I knew Josh, Josh knew Austin by association. I've always played games with Josh and we've had a good relationship as father and son. But this year, (laughs) um, Austin and I actually grew really close over the past 12 months and we've played more games. I've seen him more in person and that's just kind of what I want to do more of this year, but as just a collective whole and it kind of goes hand in hand with the doing more stuff together thing, I guess. But like, I want to play more games. It's like, let's go fucking, let's just, you know, do more stuff together as a group. Like, I feel like it makes us closer. You know, every time I see Austin, it's like, I feel some type of way when he walks away. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just love. That's what I mean. It's just love. I just need more You're of so that. Sweet. Yeah. Um, but realistically, I mean, it's, it's been a good year for that. Um, like I mean, I mean, we play games like hopefully once a week if we can. If not, he's neglecting me. It's fine. It's not a part of the arrangement. It's no big deal. But um, just more of that in the coming year because we we need to grow culture bop from the inside, and that means our hearts, Josh. That means our hearts. That is, yeah. <laughs> you're the you're the father. You're the patriarch. I'm. That is true. I'm something. You're dump truck daddy. Let's go. <laughs> Don't like that. That's your new gamer tag. <laughs> oh my um, god. But yeah, Dump truck daddy. Change your Dump name in daddy. my context to that right now. Yep. <laughs> Find Josh on OnlyFans at <laughs> Truly. Um, but yeah, that's that's it for me. Austin, why don't you take us home? I will. Um I was I started thinking about this earlier today and because uh, this is actually something I've been thinking about for the last few days. So it was kind of crazy that you sent that question. Um, this isn't anything content related or video game related um, like I talked about in your first and the answer to your first question. Uh, I did a lot of I personally feel like I did a lot of soul searching this year and I did a lot of coming into who I am as a person. Um, and I feel like that not only helped me, but I also feel like it, not saying it was bad to any sort of degree before, uh, but I also feel like it very much so uh, helped my relationship because I feel like, and, and by that I obviously mean my marriage, um, just because there was a lot of stuff that I wasn't willing to do before, um, like going to certain places and doing certain kinds of things. Just because having a crippling anxiety disorder makes you not want to do shit like that. Um, and then it was just kind of when when I started to feel more comfortable with who I was as a person, I I don't know, man. It just it kind of it, it it changed a lot. Like I feel like it made me. Um, I feel like it made me a better partner. I feel like it made me um, definitely a better listener and and teach me to have a little bit more uh patience when it comes to a lot of things uh and i'm very excited about that and i'm very excited to uh uh just kind of get on a better track to hopefully get better and be a more uh normal version of a person that is fucking phenomenal man and i love that thanks 
Not to get all you're sappy and bring everything soul. down, but here like, we are. You're the most precious thing, and I just you need to be cherished. We're going to protect you at all costs. That's not a phrase that I would use to describe Austin. No, Austin. Wow. Dude, it's up to you and me <laughs> to protect him. It's up to you and me. I'm the tiny baby here. He is. Tiny little baby Truly, Austin. Truly, I can hold him. I can pick him up by his head like a claw machine. He probably could. It's a very <laughs> real thing he could probably do. <laughs> not going to lie. I don't know. I'm heavier than I look. That's okay. I can lift heavier than I look. Josh, That's it's back true. to you. It is back to me. Let's talk about games we've been playing. Yeah. We haven't played anything other than one. Pokemon, right? <laughs> nope. Just Pokemon. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I mean, who, who wants to say things first? Uh, I would like to start with Fortnite because I... <laughs> I'm sorry. Gilbeasy said that Fortnite got an update, and it did, and it looks fucking great. And that's all I wanted to say. Oh is that my it's, it god! Really good. <laughs> I cannot believe I would. I, I can't believe it. I I downloaded it because I was gonna be a hater, and then I started playing it, and I was like, God damn, this game actually looks really fucking good. Um, so I've been playing the no build mode. If you guys want to play with me, hit me up in the Discord. We can do that. Um, Despicable. It's despicable. But I've been playing Pokemon, too. Um, but more so, Josh, the most impressive thing out of the entire 2022 year is that you have been playing Pokemon just as much as we have been playing mm -hmm. Pokemon, which is scary. <laughs> that is yeah. kind of scary. I'm, when I told you guys last week that this was, like, something that I was really fucking, uh, like, in on, I was not fucking lying. This is... Yep. Justin is angrily sipping his bourbon right now. Mm -hmm. Like he is shaking his head, tapping his foot. I feel like he's maybe a, a, a gin drinker. Ginger? Oh, you said gin. That yeah. makes way more sense. Yeah. Uh, Ginger gin. Ooh, that sounds gross. It I don't like gin. Yeah. Uh, I don't like I don't the think I've ever had pine gin. taste. It tastes like pine I think trees. If I had so it if I, had to, if I had to choose my drink of choice, it would be to smoke weed. Oh, that's yeah. a thing. Felt that. Anyway, Pokemon. Anyway, Pokemon. Um, I mean, I kind of don't know what to say other than kind of like what I said last week. I This game's good. This game's real good. Um, it, Have you beaten the story yet? Uh-uh. Not yet. It is... Uh, I'm closing in on it, I think. Um, I am... Let's see. I am at six of eight badges, I think. Um, hang on. I can I can actually check real quick. Uh, let's see. I am at... Currently... I have 12 badges in total. And... I have... Let's see. Come on. I have five of the gym badges. I have three of the starfall badges and four of the legend badges. Mm -hmm. um, so, so you're close, and you've been grinding the hell out of your Pokedex too. Yes, yes, I have. I am now currently with the Pokedex sitting at a total of 254 caught out of 288 seen. 
so god damn yep i have been i have literally been going back and forth to um the little city that has the pokemon center right outside of the lake area uh i've been going there to refresh you know hp and and pp um and then i've been going right back to the lake to either grind out uh, levels for Pokemon to level them up or to um, catch uh, Pokemon as, as best as I can because uh, it is still really difficult for me to catch Pokemon in this area. I think because I haven't reached the the level where like I know uh, every time they, they give you a badge they tell you that like it's easier to catch Pokemon now uh, at a certain level and I, I genuinely was like, oh, yeah, of course it fucking is when I first saw that. But in this area now, or, well, not necessarily in this area now, but, like, in the kind of areas that have surrounded this one that have been kind of, like, quote-unquote harder, um, I have been finding it easier and easier to just throw pokeballs out at the beginning of the of the match or, or whatever and and catch pokemon um so it definitely is something that i have uh been i guess noticing um and uh i still haven't gotten to that that point here at at this um at this place where i can you know do that i I'm having to the the big whale one is the one that's gotten me so far. Uh, or, or I think it technically it's like a catfish or something, but uh, yeah. but that one I I still haven't been able to catch because either I kill it with my miascarada, um, or uh, I I I can't catch it like just just straight up. It's it's been very very hard. Um, but uh yeah it's it's it, i'm just i i'm enamored with this game i don't i genuinely don't know what it is either because like l like i said the other day uh, or actually this might have might not have been in the um uh uh the podcast i think it may have actually been in the um uh, text thread or something. I don't necessarily think that the open world is the saving grace for this game. Uh, I think that it actually has kind of been detrimental in, in some ways to it because I do think that because it's open world, you have the considerations with what's going on with the, um, you know, the state of the game in terms of its, uh, uh, performance. I mean, I, I think that this game performs very badly it's not well optimized um I, I think that it's got a lot of problems on that front um i i don't know what it is i i, I think that there's a just an intangible quality about this game that either either it's a, a situation where it's hitting me at the time that i need it to hit me at like i i haven't really kind of like been in in any sort of mood for a, a, a Pokemon game in quite some time. And whenever I've kind of picked one up to play it, it's been like, uh, you know? Um, so it's possible that this one is just kind of like it hit at the right time and it is doing the stuff that I need it to do in order for me to really kind of like 
enjoy it, but I mean, the thing is, is that it's it's doing things to make me enjoy it, which is like more than I can say for a lot of other games that I've played this year, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I don't know. It's it's fucking rad, man. I I really I I kind of don't know what else to say about it. To just to be perfectly honest with you, because I I think we said it a lot last week. This game's just fucking cool. Um, yeah. I, I I do I really do want to to say that I I do think that the um the performance issues, especially especially when you get into late game areas like like this river or this this lake area dude it it chucks so bad and it really does take you out of the experience and i don't think that it should similar to like <coughs> cyberpunk right like I, I think a lot of people shed on cyberpunk rightfully so for the performance of it even though there was a good game underneath right and i don't think that the that this game should uh, be sniffing our our game of the year. I, I really don't because the performance issues on this really are fucking awful. But I also think that there's such a good game underneath it that it's it's easy to overlook those flaws. Yeah, I think for me, mm, while it came cl- like truly. So going into this game, Josh, like I was, I really wasn't excited for it. Like I knew I was going to get it because it was a Pokemon game and I'm a simp, but (laughs) I was not anticipating it to be a good game. Um, I expected a lot of performance issues because of what I saw with Sword and Shield. And truth be told, before the game came out, I wasn't digging a lot of the Pokemon designs and I wasn't digging the direction that I thought the story was going to go. Then I got the game and maybe it's because my expectations were so low and I will never try to make excuses for the performance because it is absolutely abysmal. Pop in is horrible. Just, you know what? I'm not even going to get into them. Go listen to the last episode because I cover pretty much everything that I hate about it. But with how much there is to do, the world feels alive the story made me feel alive the story by the end of it goddamn dude if it doesn't take on so much by the end of it it's it, it was an incredible ride i'm not saying that it deserves game of the year because i don't feel like it does but it came very high on my list beating out some that I didn't anticipate it would just because of how much fun how many hours i put into it how the story impacted me on a personal level throughout the entirety of it, actually, um, especially the Arvin storyline. Like, I will talk about it in the Game of the Year episode, but that storyline in particular, it felt good and it hurt at the same time. Um, and I'm glad that it took on some of the more adult themes that it did because it, w- it was a nice take on everything. I mean... Um, it, it's been an incredible experience, man. I mean, I've had so much fun with it. There's so much to see. There's so much to do. There's there's content like raids. And I know raids are repetitive, right? But I mean, if you're like Austin and I, we just booted it up. And we 
got it was 50 50 we would either get shit on with the two of us or we would you know pull through and just have a good time like there there's a lot to do there's a lot to see tons of pokemon to catch shinies are rare but both accessible at the same time which is a lot of fun for veteran <laughs> players and also newer players shut up <laughs> so he's over fun. there laughing because he's caught four in an hour <laughs> God. not really but he's he's caught a lot um there's just there it's it's not the pokemon game that i expected i would get and instead if they would fix and they've acknowledged the performance performance issues i know that inevitably a patch will come i am on the i'm on the train that says it shouldn't have been released in this state in the first place but we're past that point <laughs> so i'm grateful that what's coming is coming but I can say that the experience that I was delivered has propelled this game. In terms of Pokemon game ratings, this is this this who man. This is it's one of the definitely, best. It's top five, top. It's it's top four. I would say top four. I was shocked that it's even that high. Now we're top five. <laughs> I gave it top it's, three for me. It's it, I'm very hard pressed between Heart Gold, Soul Silver. The crystal games like black and oh there's just there's a lot of good games in there but this is definitely one of them mm -hmm. this is this is a strong contender unfortunately it's riddled with a ton of problems and it's not on the most beautiful of canvases but it made me feel like i was excited to play pokemon again for sure 100 percent. uh that's i'm pretty sure on an episode a couple of months ago uh, leading up to this game, I specifically said that I'm starting to feel like this generation is going to be the generation that kills Pokemon for me. Yep, I said the same thing. Like, I really felt like that this game was going to make me hate this franchise. And it, I mean, it, it truthfully did the exact opposite. I'm, I'm still playing it. I've been playing it this whole fucking time. I, I've been playing it all fucking day. Um, just doing raid after fucking raid after fucking, I swear to God, that raid be, uh, soundtrack is, like, burned into the back of my brain. It's I hear it good. when I close my eyes. <laughs> it's so good. I, like, it's, it's such a step up from the raids in, of Sword and Shield in literally every fucking aspect. The music, the visuals, uh, the efficiency, the fucking time it takes... That was one of the worst things about raids in Sword and Shield, was how long they could fucking take sometimes. But this is, it's so much faster, and it's just so good. Um, I've been having a blast shiny hunting. I found one of, uh, probably, I think is probably one of my favorite shinies in the game. Um, being a, uh, the Paradox Salamence, the ancient uh, form of Salamence in Pokemon Scarlet. Uh, I almost gave up on that shiny. I made a sh uh, shiny sandwich that boosted dragon encounters and uh, shiny rates for dragon types. And they only last for 30 minutes. I was 28 minutes in and didn't find shit. And I was getting really disappointed because I was like, fuck, those were my last Herba Mystica. I'm going to have to go do a shit ton of because they only have Herba Mystica only has like a 5% drop rate. Uh, it's very fucking small. So I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to go do like 10 more fucking raids just to make another sandwich. And then within the last 60 seconds of that sandwich power being activated, it popped up. And I was like, oh my fucking god. Um, just because I didn't want to have to do the grind again. But here I am doing the fucking grind again anyway to get more shinies. Um, <laughs> I feel that. 
I love this game. This I I said it a couple minutes ago. I genuinely think this is top three uh, Pokemon games for me. Uh, number one being Black and White. Number two being Heart Gold and Soul Silver, and now Scarlet and Violet. Um, I'm even though I just I mean I literally just finished maybe a week ago fully completing this game. Uh, yeah, it was uh, last Monday. Um, fully completing it, finishing the Pokedex, getting my shiny charm, able to do all these cool shiny hunts now. And, like, I, I immediately want to do a, a playthrough of Violet. I immediately want to get that knocked out. Um, and I think that says a lot for this game. Yep. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll... I'm, I know we'll, we'll talk about it for sure again uh, when, when Game of the Year stuff starts... Uh, happening so um, I think we'll probably just leave it at that for now um, uh, here's what's going to happen editing magic Woo woo! alright so let's get to our uh, picks of the week and we'll get out of here alright yeah All right. On hood. so uh, yeah my pick of the week is uh, untangling god of war uh, from a little channel called uh, good blood um, and this is a video that really digs into the the mythology behind uh, the 2018 God of War and really goes into a lot of um, actual Norse mythology and kind of ties it all together and it's a very good breakdown uh, I, I'm again notorious for not really liking the 2018 God of War all that much, uh, while everyone else seems to love it. Uh, but this video is very good. It's it's uh, it's a good time. So go go check it out. Hell yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, my pick of the week. Uh, I think I've sh- talked about his channel before on the show, uh, but this week it is the YouTuber Austin John plays. Uh, I watch him a shit ton every time a new Pokemon game comes out because he. His videos usually help me finish them uh, at a reasonable pace. Um, he's super, super helpful, does a lot of guides, and has been going crazy with Scarlet and Violet, getting really in-depth on all the extra shit that you didn't know that you wanted to know. And it's great, great content. He also does a lot of Zelda shit. Usually every time a Zelda goes game comes out, he goes pretty hard on that shit with, uh, with, with the content, too. Zelda is the princess from Breath of the Wild, Josh. Oh, okay. Sorry, I, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't sure what that was. Yeah, I was just catching you up. Okay. There. All right. So my pick of the week is a song from Nickelback. Believe it or not, I cannot oh, believe I'm saying. I this. hate. I you. cannot believe. Look, Nickelback I is better than they've myself. ever been given credit for. I. Um, nope. Can I enjoy old school Nickelback? As I you should. Felt literally. I cannot tell you what they've done for the past 10 years. I have no fucking clue. I it's probably beyond either. that even. That is also true. <laughs> I was on the way to the gym the other day and stopped in the gas station, got my shit, drinking, having my snack, feeling good, driving down the road. All of a sudden, this song comes on on Sirius Octane, and it's fuck. It's it's hard, dude. Like, it's it's hard as shit. It's, it's a bop. I'm listening to it. I'm like, what is this? And I look who it is. It's fucking Nickelback with a song called San Quentin 
off of, I'm assuming, one of their new albums. Um, it's called Get Rollin'. This came out in 2022. Yes. It is the number one song. Yeah, no, that shit that was kind of hard. It is a good damn song, dude. <laughs> it kind of is. Like, I could lift a thousand pounds of this song. Don't ask me to do it. It's, I, I'm shy I can't do it in front of people, but I could. And it's because of this song, and it's really fucking good. It's a banger. It slaps. Go listen to it. Absolutely do not go do that. Please give me some credit. Should always <laughs> listen to Nickelback. Nickelback got a rep that they didn't deserve. Uh, Bickleneck. Oh my Christ. Okay. Uh, yeah, now let's just rewind and fast forward time, both at the, at the same exact time. Yeah, yeah, you did it. You You got it. You're our sound effects guy now. Hey. Whoop. Don't give him power. That's the proudest he's ever... Like, that honestly felt like my dad was proud of me for a moment. <laughs> Love that. Oh, boy. Uh, cool. Let me go scroll down. There it is. Okay. Guys, I can't uh, read uh, when it's not in front of me. Um, anyway. Uh, as always, you can find us on social media for all things Culture Pop, Hunting Pixels, and the Culture Pop family of content. Culture Pop is available on the Instagrams at culture underscore bop and on YouTube at youtube.com slash C slash culture bop. Um, I am available on Twitter at the bebopman182. I'm on Instagram at bebopman182 and on Twitch at the underscore bebopman. You can find uh, Dylan on Twitter at OMDizzyTV, and then on Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube, all at OMDizzy. Austin is our last one. He's available on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and TikTok, all at Big Papa Plays. Um, last thing, certainly not the least, if you like what we're doing here and want to support us, uh, that would be cool. Um, so what you can do is you can go to patreon.com slash culture and uh, you can toss us a pledge. Uh, we got some very cool perks, including stuff that we're doing for game of the year, uh, specifically for patrons um, that you'll actually be hearing on the show. If you are not a patron, uh, well, I guess you'll be hearing it either way, but anyway, uh, yeah. So go check that stuff out and uh, yeah. So I think that's it, right? Am I, am I wrong? Is do we, do we got anything else? Just go. You know what you did. I, what did I do? All right. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Let's get out of here. It's uh, been uh, so it's closing time. Seriously, though, closing time. So are you going to say it all again, or are you just going to splice it together? Oh, I'm splicing it together. I'm not doing that shit again. <laughs> just leave it. Oh, Lord. Yeah, you know what? Let it be out of order. Fuck it. Who yeah. cares? <laughs> Support Patreon. Thanks, people. Just confuse the shit uh, out of everybody for no Find reason. Josh on Twitter. Find Austin on TikTok. Have a good day. Bye now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, until next time, goodbye.